This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. does he does but you know we have to let him that's the same boy it'd be great if it was automatic wouldn't it we'd all have it made and it really is not that difficult he just says if you be willing and obedient just just have enough faith to be willing he said you'll eat the good of the land well that's not that wouldn't be too bad would it eat the good of the land we want to talk today as we continue our our series, Unity of Community, we're going to talk about a more excellent way today. A more excellent way. Let's turn over to 1 Corinthians. Now, we have looked at where Paul talks about the body over there, the different members of the body, and how we're all connected, and no part of the body can say that I have no need of you. And we, we've, we've looked at that at least in some Uh, detail about how important it is for every member of the body, Christ's body, every member here at Passion Church, that we all are connected together, that we all take our place. Because he said when you do that, he said the whole body will be edified and there will be increase, there will be blessing that flows. Remember we said that each one of us is like a tributary. Remember I talked about the Amazon, the great Amazon River. All the tributaries is what makes that up. You know, when we see God move, when we see God uh, work miracles, people get saved here, it's not going to be because of me or Cindy or one or two. It's going to be because all of us, all of our tributaries, our rivers flowed together to make one great river to bless God. Now, Paul talked about that. Now, I want to pick it up right at the end there, the last verse there, verse 30. It says, do all, it says, uh, he said, uh, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret. Now, verse 31, now eagerly desire the greater gifts, and yet I will show you the most excellent way, or the more excellent way, that more excellent way. What is this more excellent way that Paul is talking about? We're going to look at it today. That is God's love. I hope you're amen when I'm finished. <laughs> amen. It's good. It's a more excellent way. He said, this is, he said, now I've just talked about all the different gifts of the Spirit, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We talked about, you know, the different ministry gifts and all of us that got our different places. And you think, man, it, how could it be even better than that? He said, it is. Because here's the thing, he goes on to say here, and we're going to look at it in just a moment. He said, he said, it doesn't matter if I've got faith to move mountains. If I don't have love, he said, well, it's worthless. It doesn't matter if you've got every gift of the Spirit operating in your life. If you don't have love, he said, it's no good. He said, I don't care how much you speak in tongues. He said, if you don't have any love, he says, it's like, a, it's like beating on a tin pot. Amen. Let's look at this most excellent way. Ephesians 5, 2. Look over there a moment. Ephesians 5, 2. Paul is speaking to the church. We'll, pick it, we'll back up to verse 1. He says, Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love. But now he's going to qualify it. Just as Christ loved us. Oh, boy, that's a whole other ballgame when he puts that qualifier on there. He says, you need to learn to love one another just as Christ loved you. Wow. I'm going to say that again. Wow. I'm going to tell you, have you experienced the love of God? Has He been kind, patient, forgiving, long-suffering? <laughs> he said, that's the way that we're to walk. This is this more excellent way. We're to walk in love with one another. Do you know if we would walk in love like this, there would never be another divorce in the church? There'd never be another church split? You cannot offend love. God's love. Now, I'm not talking about human love. Oh, you can offend human love real quick. I love you as long as, you know, you love me and, you know, you 
act the way I think you ought to. All right, we'll get to that in a minute. He said, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Boy, I'm telling you, a lot of Christians, they can't be bothered. Don't bother me. Don't ask me to volunteer at church, Pastor. I'm busy. Well, anybody here is not busy, raise your hand. I don't see one hand. Everybody's busy. Come on. I told you, you probably wouldn't be shouting by the time I finish. And gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is why Paul said that doesn't matter what kind of spiritual gifts you are, if you don't have any love operating in your life, you know what? It'll never benefit anybody else because you will be too selfish. Too selfish to give your time, too selfish to give your effort, too selfish to do anything that's going to cost you something, no matter how gifted you are. You may be gifted as a worship leader, but yet you're sitting out there in the, in the chair. You may be gifted as a musician, but you're not using it. How dwells the love of God in you? Hey, I'm just quoting John. Don't, don't, don't shoot the messenger. Amen. Living the life of love. We're to practice love on one another. You know, doctors, when they graduate, you know, they go through all that medical school and all of that, and then, you know, go through different things. But even when they get out, what do they call those doctors? What are they doing? Practicing medicine. Now, you don't want to think about that too much when you go, do you? (laughs) I hope I'm not the first one he's doing this on. (laughs) But somebody had to be. But here's the thing, we need to learn to practice love on one another. Practice love on your husband or your wife. You think that's tough, listen to this one. Practice love on your in-laws. Boy, we're getting on out there, I'm stretching your faith now. (laughs) Or your outlaws, (laughs) whatever. Because Jesus said we're to love our enemies, aren't we? Listen, what I'm talking about now, this is, this is, we're just in the kiddie pool. Wait till he, Jesus says, love your enemies. Love those who persecute you. Those, love those who slander you. Love those who've talked about you. Love those who've stolen from you. Woo! <laughs> mm, a more excellent way. We're talking about unity. Because, see, when we walk in love like this, what can divide us? Paul said over there in Romans 8, he said, nothing can separate you from the love of God. Only thing that separates me is when I get selfish. I want my way. It's my way. I, I, I know I'm right. I mean, I know I'm right. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we, we all think very highly of our opinions, don't we? <laughs> but you know what? It's not about being right. It's about being connected in unity, the unity of love. This is what he's saying. He said, just like Christ loved you. I'm going to tell you what. I don't, I don't know about you. Like I say sometimes, I say it jokingly, you know, maybe you're doing God a favor because you came to. He didn't get any favors with me, I'm telling you. He's loved me greatly, so I want to love back, don't you? And so we start practicing this love. We know Romans 5, 5, he says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. The problem is, is that love gets filtered through our flesh and our our wrong thinking so much that when it comes out, boy, it's, you know, it's corrupted a bit. I love you so far. We're kind of like Peter. Remember Peter? He was with Jesus one day. He said, Lord, he said, how often, should, how often should I forgive my brother if he trespassed against me? Up to seven times? Boy, I mean, he was, I can just see him. Boy, he was feeling spiritual. <clears throat> seven times, boy. Man, I'm telling you now, that's some love. I'm going to forgive him seven times. That's some love right there. But Jesus said, I say unto you not seven times, but 70 times seven. <laughs> wow. Uh, that just shows us what? Our perspective of love our human love might go a certain degree, but God love, it goes beyond that. And we need to learn to practice it on one another here. Practice love, not criticism. Practice love, not judgment. Leave the judgment to God. You, don't, you, you never know all the facts. I don't care if you were right there when it happened. 
You still don't know all the facts because you don't know what's in their heart. You don't know what they were thinking, what their motive was. You don't know any of that. You need to just let it go. Let God judge it because he's the one that knows. Amen. He's got all the facts. Uh, our love is our fail-safe for unity. Now, notice here in 1 Thessalonians 3, I'm going to read a verse here. He said this, and this is, this is a great prayer. You want to know how to pray for your brothers and sisters? Here's one of them right here. 1 Thessalonians 3.12, he said, May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. Well, that's a good, you ought to pray that. You ought to be praying that. You can pray that. That's a prayer you can pray over and over and over and over and over. You can pray that one. You can pray that. You can pray that for your brothers and sisters. You can pray that for your pastor. You can pray that for your family. You need to pray it. Thank you for your enthusiasm. How long would it take you to say that prayer? Ten seconds? You ain't got ten seconds? You can't, you can't love your brothers and sisters enough ten seconds, you know, to pray. I know that's not you. Amen. <laughs> look, now let's look in 1 Corinthians. We're going to look at this, 13. Love, God's love, is our fail-safe for unity. If you can't offend me, how are we ever going to be separated? How do you think God is able to hang around us all the time? It sure ain't because you're so wonderful. I mean, I love you, but you know, let's, let's be honest. Isn't that true? Because He's love. And so what we look at love here, this is God. Because the Bible says God is love, isn't that? So when you read about the love, you can say this is, how, this is the way God loves us. He said you are to love one another as God loves us. God's putting up with a whole lot with you. Oh, Yeah. I know those are shoulder blades, not angel wings back there. <laughs> First, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13. Now, uh, 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 those first three verses, he's talking about the importance of adding love to everything he just said, about the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, about uh, our prayer language, about speaking in the Spirit, about uh, all of the different things. He said every part that we're working in the church. He said, now, he said, the more excellent way is, he said, now, and here's the thing. Remember I said God's math is what? Multiplication and addition. So this is not something in place of. See, some people say, well, yeah, what Paul's saying, if we walk in love, we can forget the other. No, he's saying add to. Add to. You know, I've said this before. What if every generation had to start all over with every invention, every discovery? Okay. You know, we die off. Your kids have got to learn to, okay, we got to, you know, find about how the wheel, how that works. Learn about the fulcrum and how that works to get leverage. Learn how to build a stone wall. I mean, where would we ever get? We build upon the previous understanding, don't we? And he's saying here, he said, you take and add this love to the Holy Spirit's manifestation and gifting in each one of you. Wow, this is what's going to happen. Listen to this. Love endures long. You know what long is, don't you? The opposite of short. <laughs> long. It endures long. And is patient and kind. See, some people are patient, but they're not kind while they're being patient. I'll tell you what, I'm tired of putting up with him. I'm Frassle, frassle, frassle. It's never envious, nor boils over with jealousy. Oh, what God bless them. I'll tell you what, I've been in the church. I've been in the way for 20 years. <laughs> it's not boastful, vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It doesn't draw attention to itself. So many, you know, believers in the church, God bless them, but they're whiners. They whine about everything. I mean, you ever had a squeaky hinge on a door at home? Man, I tell you, every time, and, and, and you know, once you, once you start hearing it, that's about all you can hear, isn't it? 
Exactly. You all are love. And that's the way it is with the body of Christ. You got those people, you know, it's it's like they always whine. Everything, everything's wrong. Nothing's right. Nothing's right. Every time you say, everything's wrong. Nothing's right. God's not doing anything. You're drawing attention to yourself. That's all you're doing. That's not the love of God. The love of God doesn't do that. <laughs> it's not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. I'll tell you one thing. They won't listen to me. I'm going to go find me a church where they will. It's not rude. Oh, my gosh. The love of God is not rude. I th- you know, there's a lot of Christians just need to get some manners that stems from the love of God. All these legalistic people, they're just rude. They're being rude. They're being mean. It's mean-spirited. It says, it's not rude unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. <laughs> it gets quiet, doesn't it? Love, God's love in us. Where is it? It's in us. Does not insist on its own rights and its own way. Oh, my gosh. Well, I sure do wish they would get some different worship songs. I'm telling you, I'm getting so doggone tired. It's too loud. It's too dark. It's too bright. It's I, listen, I've heard it all, and then some. We're not, we're not walking in love. Come on. Isn't it amazing that something that silly can separate us? That's a whole lot of people that are in the wrong place, not because God led them there. They're there because they didn't walk in love. They didn't listen to love. They listened to their feelings, their own opinion, their own pride, their own arrogance. And it separated them. Does not insist on its own right or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to that church because I just don't feel like my needs are getting met. Really? You know what you need? (laughs) You need to discover and release the love of God that's on the inside of you. Amen? But I'm telling you what, if you're walking in fellowship with God, you walk in the love of God, they can beat on a tin pot and you can worship. I've been there where they beat on a log or a tin pot or something, Bruce. I mean, tell you what, you know what? All of this stuff, it's all about our flesh. All of this has got to be just right to suit my flesh. Well, I thought the building was a little too cold last Sunday, didn't you? Well, I thought it was too hot. You know, it's you know when everybody gets their taste and opinions and feelings out there, and you try to meet all of that, it is impossible. God can't even do that. I said, God can't even do that. Well, one day Jesus was preaching, and everybody got offended. He turned to his disciples and said, you want to leave too? But see, here's the thing. If we learn to to tap into this love, the love of God, this unconditional love of God, and we, we begin to practice it at home, we practice it on one another, we practice that love, then it begins to control our opinions and our responses and all of those things. And all of a sudden, you know, you can't run me off. If God didn't say leave, I ain't leaving. I don't care how you treat me. <laughs> I don't care what it looks like. Until God says go, I'm here. Until God says do something different, we're doing this. This is why I said this kind of love's never been to a divorce court. You don't get divorced because you love the other person so much. Come on. It's because you're selfish. 
you're a big baby. You can't get your way. So you can't get your way. You're just going to call it off and go find somebody. Hopefully, you're going to try to find somebody that will just tell you how wonderful you are. And always do everything just the way you want to do it. And we'll put up with all that mess. It is not touchy. Pastor walked right by me and didn't even say hello. I saw him speak over there to brother so-and-so, but he didn't come over here and talk to me. I'm going somewhere where I, you know, where I'm appreciated. <laughs> Love is not touchy. It's not touchy. Come on. It's not touchy. See, the, the Bible says love believes the best of everybody. That's not believing the best of your pastor. That's believing the worst of him. <laughs> it's not touchy. It's not fretful. Oh, what are we going to do? Well, I know that God loves me. I haven't got to worry about what I'm going to do. He already knows what he's going to do. That's really all that matters, isn't it? As long as he knows what he's, long as he knows where we're going, we're all right. <laughs> as long as he knows the answer, we're all right. I'm I'm praying about a series next month entitled "God Says Yes," because a lot of people think God says no. Don't be fretful. Love, the love of God's not fretful. I know that God loves me. Listen, He gave His only Son. The Bible says over there in Romans, How well will He much now give you all things? What are you fretting about? See, it's, it's not so much a faith problem sometimes. It's a love problem. Faith is energized by love. When I know God loves me, man, my faith just rises up. I'm trying to. He's not fretful. It's not resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. Woo. How's your, how's your, how's your Christian ledger book? Some of us have got one side way overloaded over here. That's the reason that you're in the mess you're in. Because your faith won't work. Your prayers won't work. Come on. Jesus said, when you stand praying, do what? Forgive. If you have anything against anyone. He said, because he said, if you don't forgive... Neither will your father. What? See, you, you're cutting yourself. See, God's not doing that to be mean. You're, cut, you're cutting, you're separating yourself from the love of God. And so God says, I'm just going to leave you in your mess, you know, hoping that you're going to come to yourself, repent, start forgiving and walking in love. Then, then you can be able to experience the love of God again. Your prayers will start being answered again. Not a prayer problem. It's a love problem. You need to forgive those people. You got a big backlog there. You need to forgive them. Some people got people that have already gone on to be with the Lord. You need to forgive them. You think you're holding a grudge is bothering them? They're up there around the throne shouting. They ain't worried about you not forgiving them. Well, they listen. It can affect you. It can affect your prayers, and 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 that way it directly affects the effectiveness of the body. Amen? All of a sudden, i got to move quick. My knee gives out on me. Come on. Oh, listen to this. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Woo! Boy, I know Christians, they've got, I mean, they've got a diary of account of what's been done wrong to them. And they'll nurse it and rehearse it Every time you get around them, I'll tell you, oh, 
life has been rough. Life has been hard. I want to tell you, I don't know why God just wanted, allowed this to happen to me and God brought me, did all this, and I just, I, oh, it's hard. It's tough. It's difficult. It's rough. Uh, I'm telling you, you know, by the time I get through being around them, I'm so unedified, I have to go, go back and pray through. <laughs> You know, when we come together, the Bible says it's to edify one another. That doesn't edify. Doesn't edify you. Doesn't edify your brothers and sisters. But when we remember the love of God, He says it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. You know, when I start thinking about it, and I reflect back on, uh, uh, what, 45 years now as a believer walking with God, you know what? Yeah, if I sit down and just, you know, you ask me about something or, or, or maybe if, if in a context it can help somebody, yeah, I can think about the tests and trials and difficulty things that I've gone through. But, you know, when, when I'm just thinking and fellowship with God going around my ordinary day, you know, I don't remember any of that. I'm thinking about the goodness of God, how God has blessed me, how God has helped me, how God's forgiven me, how God has been patient with me. Be like the old farmer. Somebody's gonna have to hold my mule. I'm gonna have to shout. <laughs> Pays no attention to the suffered wrong. No wonder you don't have a smile on your face. Good grief! You're just down in the muck and muck and muck of everything that's gone wrong in your life for the last forty years. No wonder you're depressed. I would be too. No wonder you don't want to come to church. I wouldn't want to either. I just want to stay home and, you know, and get my mully grub blanket out. Feel sorry for myself. Have a throw old pity party. <laughs> it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Oh, buddy, here we go now. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Woo. I just don't think I can take any more, Pastor. Uh-oh. Is ever ready. Have you ever been going on a, a, a trip you know, with somebody else, and they're going to come by and pick you up, you know, I mean, you know, I'm going to be there at 5 o'clock. So at 5 o'clock, are you still in the tub? Got shampoo in your hair and all that? You're not ready? Ready means I'm in a, I'm in a place where, you know, as soon as I, I, the horn sounds or they ring the doorbell, I'm ready to go. He says, <laughs> he didn't say, get ready. He says, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm telling that president we got, I'm so tired of him. He don't know what he's doing, blah, 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 blah. Told you I was going to meddle. It, it, isn't the president one of everyone? Yeah, but I didn't vote for him. What's that got to do with it? We're not talking about voting. We're talking about loving. Because he said pray for those in authority. And if you got a mat on, you ain't going to pray for them. Oh, you might drag out one of David's prayers over there under the law. God, bust their teeth. Break their jaw. <laughs> Come on. That's not the spirit we're of. That's not, we're, that's not, the, that's not the covenant we're under. We're people of love. Yeah, but he's, he didn't do this right, and he didn't do that right. Well, hey, come over here a minute. You didn't do this right, and you didn't do that right. So we're all in the, all in the same boat. The only difference is, is when he doesn't do right, it's more, it's more obvious. Okay. He says here, he says, Is everybody to believe the best of every person? Its hopes are fadeless. I know God said such and such, but I'm telling you, sure I don't look like it's going to happen. Boy, man, it's been, it's, it's, you know, it's been a week. 
It's been, it's been a year. It's been five years. It's been ten years. It says hopes are fadeless. 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 Is your hope, is, is your hope got dim? Is it kind of getting blurry there after a while's gone by? What God says not so clear anymore, not so sure anymore. I'm not, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of getting out of focus here. He says, if you are allowing the love of God to rule you, he said your hope from what God has shared to you from his word and by his spirit, he said it will remain fadeless, crystal clear. Amen. You know, ever so often, you know, you know, uh, when we moved in our house and built it new, they said, you know, after so many years, he said, the paint will fade and it will need to be repainted. But, you know, because of the elements, the sun and all of that. But you know what? He said here, if we walk in the love of God, the circumstances of our life, the hurts, the, the seeming setbacks, all of those things will not diminish the picture of hope. It's fadeless. It's fadeless for our children. It's fadeless for our marriage. It's fadeless for our nation. It's fadeless for our church. It's fadeless under all circumstances. See, circumstances come. What do they do? They try to, they try to diminish God's promise to you. God's hope in your heart tries to diminish it to tell you, see, God don't really love you. He don't love you. God don't love you. No, I mean, see what's happening over there? I mean, here's an old sinner man. Look at how he's prospering. He don't even serve God. Hello. And it endures everything without weakening. See, I mean, we're talking about a more excellent way. How would this unify us? I mean, nothing could separate us. I don't care if you pitched a hissy fit. I forgive you. Let's go. Come on. Well, I don't care if it's a little dim in there. This is where God said to go. I'm going. I'll bring me a flashlight. Nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate us. The power of love. Look over in 1 John. Y'all getting anything out of this? 1 John 2. Verse 10. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. I mean, what makes you stumble? What gets your temper going, your dander up, your tongue in motion? He said, if you walk in love, he said, he said, if you love your brothers, he said, if you love your brothers and sisters with this God love, he said, there's nothing in you that can make you stumble. How, do, how does the devil try to get an inroad? He wants to make you stumble, either in your love for God or your love for someone else. Jesus said, he said, Satan comes, but he has no place in me. Why? Because he is love. There, he could, there, there was nothing he could do. The devil tried to separate him from the Father. He couldn't do it. Tried to separate him from humanity. Couldn't do it. See, why? Because I'm walking in love. Nothing. I, you can't offend me. Love can't be offended. Because it's going to forgive. It's going to believe the best of you. It's, it's hopes are fadeless for you. <laughs> We're talking about a more excellent way, the unity of community. See, this is what binds us together. Not because you, you, you believe every theological point exactly like I do. 
Well, I don't know. About this, you know, people get all uptight about, you know, uh, the way we do the Lord's table or the way we do water baptism or we get all uptight about all of this stuff. If we walk in the love, we walk in the light, and there is no, the, listen, the devil can't come and accuse you to me, and it won't work. It won't work. You know why? Because I'm going to love you. I'm going to believe the best of you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to speak well of you to others. Love covers over a multitude of sins and faults. I'm not going to go broadcast it. We're talking about the power of love. Over strife. Listen, if we walk this way, how could there be strife in Passion Church? How could there be? How could there be strife in your home if you walked in this love? You just don't know what my kids are like. Well, who made them like that? They didn't grow up in my house. You can't blame the pastor. They grew up in your house, didn't they? You got to walk in this love with your pastor, too, now. Amen. Hey, God's working on me just like He's working on you. I don't claim to have arrived. What do you say amen for? Because <laughs> she lives with me, that's why. <laughs> oh, me. Mm. Let's, uh, I want to look, uh, if we can, let's look over in Galatians just a minute. Galatians chapter 3. I, I, you know, you know, somebody says, Pastor, you're just setting the bar too high. I didn't set the bar. God did. I didn't, God set the bar. I didn't. He, he said, Jesus said, by all this, men will know that you're my disciples because you speak in other tongues. Because you prophesy. Because you lay hands on the sick and they recover. No, he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples because you have love one for another. Agape love, unconditional love, God's love. Galatians chapter 5. Let's pick it up. Verse 13. Amplified, I get over here in NIV and read it. Galatians chapter 5. Verse 13. He said, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Man, I'll tell you, they hurt my feelings. Rather, rather, Serve one another humbly in love. You know why some people, you can't get them to serve in the body of Christ? They're not walking in love. They're walking in their flesh. I don't know about your flesh, but my flesh wants to do what it wants to do when it wants to do it. If I let my flesh rule me, that's what it want. I'm hungry, go eat. I'm sleepy, go sleep. This is, this is my me time. I know. <laughs> he said, but, humbly, but serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in the keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. It, he says, he not he hadn't even mentioned the devil. He hadn't mentioned a demonic spirit. He said, you'll just do it to each other. A lot of churches, we want to blame the devil for a lot of stuff, but we're just doing it to each other. We're cannibalizing. We're cannibalizing each other in the body of Christ. We're biting and devouring one another. We're cannibal, cannibal Christians. I'm devouring your dream. I'm devouring your faith. I'm withholding forgiveness. I'll tell you what, you let them come tell me they're sorry, and if I think it's really sincere, then 
maybe. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. How do we walk by the Spirit? Walking in the love of God. It's not a feeling. That's human love. Feelings will steer you wrong just about every time. <laughs> Amen. Listen to this. He said, for the flesh desires what's contrary to the Spirit. What's contrary to the love of God? And the Spirit, what is contrary to the flesh? They are in conflict with each other. So you're not to do whatever you want. Well, I just, you know, whatever I feel like, I do it. I didn't feel like coming to church, so I didn't come. I didn't feel led. (laughs) So... You have the right to withhold your fellowship, your love, your faith, and your gifting from the rest of the family. So I guess you're privileged more than the rest of us. You're special. That's what feelings will tell you. I told you, you too many amens over there. They are in conflict with us, so you're not to do whatever you want to do. I'll tell you what, bless God. I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm a Southerner. Boy, us, we Southerners, we don't want nobody telling us what to do. Come on, can I hear a holy grunt? You know it's true. Ain't, ain't going to tell me what I'm He said, the love of God is to direct us. The love of God is to instruct us how we are to act in every situation. How do I respond? Not not what my flesh tells me, not what my feelings tell me, but what does the love of God say? Be quick quick to forgive. Take no account of what they just did to you. Don't go tell everybody how they offended you. Don't hold on to that grudge. Awful quiet. Then he talks about the acts of the flesh, and they're all in there. You can see those. In verse 22, he said, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? What's the first one? And I believe this with all my heart. I believe it's first for a reason. Because if you don't have love, you're not going to grow any of those other fruit. Forget joy and peace. You're going to be in turmoil all the time. You're going to be in strife with somebody all the time. You're going to be depressed, oppressed, <laughs> depressed. Why? Because you're going to be in strife. It's always because there's going to be somebody that's going to offend you before this day is over. Not trying to bring bad news. That's not news, is it? Okay, I got to hurry up. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, forbearance, forbearance. You can't, you can't, he's not talking about grit, grit, gritting your teeth and, he said forbearance is out of love. When you, when the love of God's ruling you and reigning you, you're walking in love, forbearance is the easiest thing in the world. Why? Because you take no, uh, you pay no attention to a suffer wrong. You, I guess they got you told, I, what, I didn't even hear anything. Oh, we got to defend ourselves. Okay. <laughs> Kindness. Goodness. Wow. Faithfulness. Man, I sure won't feel like coming, but you know what? I'm going to let the love of God rise up. You know, I'm going to be there. I'm going I'm to be there. I'm going to worship with the family of God. I'm going to believe with the family of God and pray when we pray together. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my part. I'm going to let the faith of God and the love of God rise up in me with my brothers and sisters. And we're going to see things change in our city. Gentleness. We're to be gentle. Love is gentle. Self-control. 
<laughs> We're talking about a more excellent way. Align the love of God. So the power, there's the power of love, it's, it has power over strife, over division, over offenses, and over our flesh. If we will exercise it, we have to practice this. This is not, from a human point of view, this is not natural. But to the born-again Christian, it should be the norm. This is who we are now. This is who I am now. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. The love of God has been shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. This is who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of love. I am going to practice love on my brothers and sisters. Now, remember the example where we said the doctor says he's practicing medicine? Who does he practice on? Everybody that's well? If you're going to practice this love, you're going to have to be around some people that maybe haven't quite got it all together yet, aren't you? You ever notice how easy it is to love God? Because He is love. <laughs> Isn't that right? But see, if we're going to practice this, that must mean that there's going to be somebody, maybe at work, that's going to be Sister Sandpaper, as we say. Now, somebody's going to be working right next to you that has a total opposite viewpoint of what we should be doing in our culture. But here's the thing. <laughs> he says over there in 1 John, he says, he says, how can you say that you love God whom you've not seen when you cannot even love your brother and sister whom you have seen? Now, I'm just quoting him, so don't get mad at me. He got real bold over there, and he says, you're lying about it. I'm just quoting John. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> but here's the thing. If we're going to practice love, we're going to practice it. It's got to be on people, you know, that need it. Isn't that right? People that don't act just right, don't talk just right, have the wrong attitudes at times. Pastor, you're just asking too much. No, I'm not asking this of you. This is not, I'm just reporting. Amen. <laughs> Nothing can separate us. One more scripture, and then we're going to have the, we're going to do communion together. Ephesians 3. This is another prayer you can pray. See, we need to be praying these prayers. Listen, you need to go through, especially the epistles, and be praying those prayers for your brothers and sisters. You say, I don't know how to pray. Just go pray these. Just go pray these. And then if the Holy Spirit leads you to pray something else, pray that, but pray these. Just open your Bible and pray it verbatim. That's what I do. I pray them for you all the time. 3.14, for this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being. Why? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power. Listen, if you're not rooted and established in love, you're not going to have any power. I don't care if you speak in tongues. I'm glad that you do, but you're not, that's not going to guarantee you got power. You may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long, and high, and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Well, I'll tell you what. Those folks over there, they just don't know the Holy Ghost like we do. <laughs> and that you may be filled to the fullest measure of the fullness of God. Woo! We talk about being full of the Spirit. We're a Spirit-filled church. Well, not if we're not walking in love, we're not. Not if this love is not growing and increasing in us, we're not. Well, we may be Spirit-filled, but it might not be the right Spirit. <laughs> 
Pray. Listen, will you just, just pray this prayer for your brothers and sisters? I, I mean, how long would it take you to pray this prayer? Just turn to your Bible and pray it verbatim. What would it take? Less than a minute? For most of us, right? It, it, you think you could put that in on your day timer somewhere or on your, your, your Google calendar or something? You could fit that in somewhere. You could, you could do that while you're in the shower. You could do that while you're brushing your teeth. I mean, you, you pray this enough, you'll, you'll get down in your spirit. You won't even have to look at it anymore. You just pray it. All right, let me ask you something. How much of your life is governed by love? It's not for me to judge. This is for each one of us to ask this question. How much of our life is governed by love in the home, in the workplace, among our brothers and sisters, as we're out and about? Somebody cuts you off in traffic. That's not the peace sign you're putting up. You give my peace in your mind. Come on. The, the clerk at the stores ignoring you or slow doing their job at the checkout. <laughs> I ain't gone to meddling now, I? You say, how do you know this? Because I'm human too. You know, you want to just jump over there and check yourself out. <laughs> That's your flesh, isn't it? Come on. That's your flesh. Or you give them a piece of your mind. And then, you know, as you're leaving, God bless you. Yeah, right. Listen, if you give them a piece of your mind, leave the God bless you off till the next time you come. Because you're just making it worse. Walking in love is a decision, not a feeling. But I will say this. The more we have our fellowship is up to par with the Father, the more readily we'll be able to allow this love to control us. Because you hang out in the throne room with the Father. You just get some alone time with God, and you just love Him, and He loves on you. Man, you go out, and you're just so ready to love on people. You remember how much God has forgiven you. You remember how patient God's been with you. You remember that just because, you, you know, even, even, you might have even turned your back on God for a while, but He didn't turn His back on you. Whatever it may be. You know, man, I'm in love. You know, if I could err, if I could err in anything in the Christian walk, it would be in love, if that's possible. I'd rather err in God say, well, you loved him too much. I know he's not going to say that. But I'd rather hear that than, wow, what a critic you were. You judged everybody but yourself. You saw every speck in everybody's eyes, and you couldn't get the pole out of your own. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. We're going to have our communion right now. And I think I'm going to step off camera here a minute because I've got to get my elements here. If you did not get the elements here uh, in the auditorium, if you raise your hand, the ushers will, will make sure that you get some. You know, as we, as we have communion, the bread and the, and the juice, the cup here, you, you know, it, it represents the body and the blood of Jesus. Jesus said this greater love has no man and he laid down his life for his friends. He said, and we are to love others just as Christ loved us. You know, when we take the time to pray for one another, encourage one another, maybe send an encouraging text to somebody. There's a lot of different ways, you know. Or, or we, we come together in a meeting like this or in a small group or whatever. There's a lot of different ways that we can, what? Lay down our life for one another. Because when you give your time, when you give your talent, when you give your, your resources, you know, all of that represents a part of who you are. And it's a part of laying down 
your life and exercising this same love that God had for us. And today, as we, we think about that, we take the bread and we remember that Jesus was beaten till his body, his back, was rivulets of blood, rivers of blood. The flesh was hanging off. The crowns was pressed in his, in his brow. On, on the cross, the nails, big old. I mean, these are, these are not, I'm, we're not talking about ten penny nails. I mean, we're talking about like railroad spike nails. I mean, big, big nails. They were nailed, his hands and his feet. The, the spear in his side. Does He ask so much of us to love one another? Is that such a hard thing to do, church? Father, thank You for the broken body of Jesus. What love, what love, what love, what love. So hard sometimes for us to fathom, but it's the love of God that's been shed abroad in our heart. Lord Jesus, thank You for loving us so much that you made your body to be a sacrifice for us. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes we are healed. Let's eat together. Thank you, Lord. Because of your love, healing is the bread of the children. Healing is ours right now. Just receive it. If you need healing in your body, God loved you so much that He's provided it. He's not held it back. God said yes. God says yes. You need healing. God says yes. God says yes. Father, also we thank you as we take this cup, we remember the shed blood of Jesus. He he poured out His very life in His blood. He loved us so much, there was no price too great for Him to pay, to redeem us. Thank You, Father, that we are now new creation, children of God, created out of this love in Christ Jesus. Thank You, Father. You remember our sins no more. The blood has covered them, eradicated them. You see us made righteous in your sight. Let's drink together. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Those who need peace, I thank you. You say yes to peace. Thank you, Father. Those who need deliverance, I thank you, Father. You say yes. You say yes. You say yes. The blood says yes. Your broken body says yes. Calvary says yes. Our great high priest says yes. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, I do pray this prayer for all of us. Lord, that out of your glorious riches, you may strengthen us with your power in our innermost being so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith and that we would be rooted and established in this God love, that we may have power with all of your holy people, Lord, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep this love of Christ is in us and for us, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge so that we may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God and that through the operation of this love, you're able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to your power that is at work within us. To you be glory in the church, in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.